Trust is one of those things where it is so critically important that we recognize it. And yet we also think that it applies to so many areas of life. We're going to dive deep into trust today, and I'm telling you one thing, just to start off so I don't waste any of your time. It is not what we imagine it is. If I said to you right now, what would your life be like to trust no one? How would you respond? How does that even land on you to trust no one? That we're not designed, we're not even called in Scripture to trust other people. Now, over and over and over again, we're called to trust God. I mean, over a hundred different verses throughout Scripture, it talks about trusting God. He's got your back. He's your power. He's your strength. Even to the point where in Joshua, God says, Hey, I command you to be strong, courageous. Don't be afraid. But there's a breakdown. There's a breakdown. I remember one time I asked Alexa, I said, Alexa, do you trust me? She looked me in a very looked at me in a very caring way and she said, I trust you to be you. Immediately, we started discussing that, that story. Remember the story about the frog who gives the ride to the scorpion across the, across the, the little river, the little canal? And, I, and, and, and literally, we were talking about how I remembered it incorrectly. I remembered it like the safest way possible. And she clarified to me, she said, yeah, you're not remembering this correctly. See, the frog said to the scorpion, I'd give you, I'll give you a ride across the canal, but if you sting me, we're not going to make it. And the scorpion says to the frog, hey, buddy, I'm not going to sting you. I promise you, I will not sting you. And the frog hesitantly says, okay, let's give it a shot. Scorpion gets on the frog. The frog begins to swim across the canal. And halfway through, far from either side of safety, the scorpion stings the frog. And as they're both sinking, the frog looks up at the scorpion and says, Why did you sting me? Now we're both going to drown. And as the story goes, the scorpion shrugs and looks at the frog and says, I don't know. It's just in my nature. That story has stuck with me. I've shared it with every one of my kids. I've shared it with my friends. We talk about it because here's the thing. It is in our nature to not be trustworthy. It is in our nature, our fallen nature, to not have people put their trust in us. The only place we can put our trust is in God. And as that trust grows in our Heavenly Father, our love for others grows as well. A lot of relationships claim to be built on trust. I think the reality is that they're based on risk. 
I think our deepest, most intimate relationships are based on risk. And they're based on loving one another, knowing who the other person is. That's one of the problems with matchmaking virtually today is the focus, the, the, the holy grail is compatibility. If you've heard me do any talks before, you know that I think diversification in a relationship is one of its major strengths. The strengthening point is accepting the differences in each other and building on that. It's why some couples recover and others stay stuck. We have to trust each other to be who we are and love in spite of it. We are not designed or created to be trusted or to trust people. That's like taking God's place in a way. To have people trust me is to stand in the way of God's role and want those accolades. See, Satan wants us to focus on us being trustworthy, that we are able and capable of being there for other people when really we should point them to God will be there for you. See, Satan wants you to think you're strong enough, that you're good enough, that you're trustworthy enough. And the more our relationship, our vertical relationship with our Heavenly Father is strengthened, the more we realize that that's just not true. In fact, we become weaker and we point people to the strength of our Heavenly Father. Satan wants you to think that you're going down the right path when in fact you're going down his path. We are not trustworthy. We cannot develop trust with people. And if we do, we're leading them down the wrong path. This is one of Satan's greatest deceptions, is that we can develop a trustworthy relationship between ourselves and our fellow man. That is utter crap. Not only is it crap, it's, it's a lie that Satan has put in front of us because we long to be trustworthy. We long to be better than we are. Everyone wants their 2 plus 2 to equal 20. But it doesn't work that way. When we realize that we are who we are, when we start to look at ourselves, when we start to realize that our credibility is not always going to be present, when our behavior is not always going to be God-honoring, when our core integrity is not always going to be at its best, that we will behave in ways that do not display trustworthiness. There's a difference between long-suffering, which we are called to, and trustworthiness. As we analyze ourselves and we turn the mirror on what we're capable of, we need to realize that our job and our behavior, our intention needs to be to point people to trusting God and loving others. Trusting God and loving others. God is the only thing 
in the universe that is trustworthy. If trust becomes the, me- the metric for, say, marriage, if trust becomes the metric for parenting, if trust becomes the metric in the way we operate with our small groups and our friends and our family, then those relationships are doomed. Our behavior or our lack of positive behavior and trustworthy behavior needs to drive people to the only source of trust that there is. See, if my behavior is based on your behavior, if my trust is based on your trust, it's a vicious cycle that leads us nowhere. And by going nowhere, it distracts us from our Heavenly Father and His plan for our life. Because when trust is broken, it hurts so bad Why does it hurt so bad? Because an idol gets knocked off its throne. An idol that you viciously protect. An idol that you have put there and invested time, energy, sweat, tears into keeping. And it was never meant to be there in the first place. Here's what we can do, is we can create safety for others. We can create safety for those who rely on us because they can depend on the fact that our focus and our trust goes towards our Heavenly Father. That we trust the one and most trustworthy being there is. And they can also feel safe knowing that we will love them because God first loved us when we behaved badly, when we didn't deserve it. Trust is something that is supposed to be reserved only for God in our relationship between us and Him. So when I take it and apply it to other things, why are we surprised that we get a God-sized letdown? Here's the key points. You can only trust God. You can trust no one else. You can love others because God has shown you how to love others like he first loved us. And although we cannot trust others and they cannot trust us, we can create safety, relational safety, because our trust is in our Heavenly Father and not in each other, which will inevitably fail. Trust no one. Trust God. Love everyone and trust God. God is the only thing, the only person in the universe that is trustworthy. That's it.